What up, everybody, and welcome to the Short Series Podcast. On this podcast, I talk to artists, creatives, and young entrepreneurs about their stories and their way of coping with the quarantine. This podcast was recorded in Kansas City, Missouri, with very talented individuals. Enjoy the wave. What up, everybody? It's Nate with Street Wave. Welcome to the Short Series Podcast. Um, I hope all is well. I hope you're coping and just finding something productive to do during this quarantine time. Last night, I just finished the Harry Potter series. So, uh, I might move on to Lord of the Rings, Marvel. I don't know quite yet, but it's going to get good. But today, my guest on the Short Series... um, Man, I don't know where to start with this with this individual. Super talented, creative director. Um, he he's got his own line going on, and all the way from Cape Town, South Africa. Rash Ferguson, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man, Thanks I appreciate your time. Me on the show. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I know the time difference is insane. If people don't really know, it's it's like ten forty two your time p.m. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and it's three forty two here. The sun's out and shining <laughs> it's a complete opposite um yeah. I, I remember having so many conversations with uh friends that live in cape town still to today of like just the time difference i'm i'm completely just thrown off by it at times but it's crazy to know that i was there you know yeah yeah met oh, you wow, hey? met you met the homies yeah. vibed we jammed a few times yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> We're lasted. <laughs> um, the listeners don't know this. Like, uh, we met in Cape Town. I was over there for about three or four years, and uh, man, we had a, such a great time. Uh, can't wait to get back over there. Low key, um, I'm really looking forward to it. when this shit's over. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely coming back over. Uh, but let's get back to you, man. Um, so there's different areas that we can bounce around on. Listeners don't know that you were just a you're a multi-purpose tool. You've got so much going on, super talented. Um, I really just want to start with uh, where you're from um, and then just a little bit of backstory about yourself um, and then where you are now, and then we can just proceed from there. Yeah, cool. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try my best to give you like the summarized version, but basically, uh, born and bred, Cape Town, lived here my entire life, still here now, uh, love this city. And uh, yeah, all my family are pretty much uh, from here. But um, yeah, man, it's it's interesting. It's always interesting for me that kind of giving my backstory because obviously, for people who kind of you know meet me now or even in the last few years, they kind of would probably have some kind of preconceived idea of you know how I came to be the way I am and and whatnot. But uh, the reality is, is that I was a completely different person <laughs> growing up. Um, I grew up as like a chronic, like introvert, um, just scared of everything. I, I even like couldn't look people dead in the eye. Um, didn't have a lot of friends. Uh, wasn't really good at anything because I struggled a lot with um, insecurities. Uh, Mom and dad got divorced when I was two. So I had like these crazy rejection issues and everything else. And so just doing life just felt like a major battle for me because, mm-hmm. you know, when you lack confidence, it's kind of like you sort of disqualify yourself before you even try anything, you know. And to be honest, that was pretty much 
the majority of my life for all the way into high school. I mean, I wasn't even the quiet kid who was good at grades. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't really good at grades either, you know, because I was just like, just crippled by like anxiety and fear and everything. And, um, and so there was nothing really creative, nothing really noteworthy or anything. Um, up until the age of about 16, I had kind of quite a, quite a drastic turning point in my life. And, um, uh, for me, I grew up in, um, in a Muslim faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so my full name is actually Rashid. Um, most people know me as Rash, but my full name is Rashid. And the Ferguson part is actually my stepdad's surname. So that's not even my original surname. So I've actually, like I used to have an Arabic surname and I had my surname changed. Um, and the reason for that was that I just didn't, I wanted to change the narrative. Um, my dad was an abusive drug addict and alcoholic and uh, got married and divorced. I lost track of how many times I lost, lost track of how many siblings I have. Um, Cause it was just like multiple affairs and multiple marriages and divorces yeah. and basically had kids with everybody. And so for me, I kind of, you know, got to a point where I was like, man, I need to change this narrative. And so I took on my stepdad's surname. And um, uh, coming back to the turning point in my life, I actually converted to a completely different faith. Mm. And that was the Christian faith. And so obviously it's like a massive culture shock for me, culture shock for my family. Um, But really, you know, I, I can't kind of divorce that narrative from my kind of creative story because it was the first time in my life where you know I really felt loved and accepted you know and I felt like there was like finally something on the other side of prayer and that's just that sort of revelation for me was kind of like kicking open the doors to what my life was meant to be this whole time you know and then slowly but surely I started kind of discovering you know different skills different talents and it was only because I now had the confidence to kind of step out and try things, you know, and not everything I tried, you know, I was good at, um, but just having the confidence to try things, it was like a whole new world that like opened up to me, you know, and so, um, uh, so the first thing I really picked up was drums, yeah. uh, was music, yeah. you know, and it like blew my mind because it's like going from this like really sort of quiet kid that didn't do much to one day going over to a friend's house to play video games and then I saw like a drum kit there and I was like wow I've never seen like a musical instrument in my life you know and I was like dude like can you show me something or whatever and he's like yeah yeah sure 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 and he um he got behind the kit and he's like okay you go one and a two and a one kind of showed me like a four four beat and then um craziest thing I just sat behind the kit and I just locked in, man. And I just started playing. And he's like, ah, you're messing with me. You've played before. I'm like, dude, I've never touched an instrument or seen like a live instrument in my life. And in that moment, it was like the lights went on. And I was like, man, this is a gift, you know. And so the first thing I did was like, I was like, God, like, if this is a gift from you, I need to figure out a way how to like honor you with this gift. And so I started playing drums in the kind of church band at that time. And then, um, I mean, long story short, just kind of like one thing led to the next thing. 
and I just kept on stepping out, kept on stepping out. And, and with everything that sort of got added to my life, you know, whether it be like photography or film or design or whatever, all these things that I was just enjoying in life and enjoying trying, I always try to figure out a way how to make that thing um, have purpose. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, and this story might be different for for everybody else out there, but for me, it's, it's like a core uh, in terms of everything that I do now is that I'm still like learning new things and I'm still trying to look for ways to change people's lives and, and to impact people's lives through creativity, through fashion, through music, like whatever it may be. And it's because it's out of a place of gratitude where I know my life was so different, but now giving, you know, uh, getting any opportunity is an incredible opportunity. And I think it's nothing to be taken for granted or nothing to be squandered. And so, um, yeah, I mean, basically from, you know, from that point, I would say like about 18 years old, then kind of just getting into this whole new sort of journey and everything else. Um, I just kind of picked up skills along the way. I volunteered doing design work. I taught myself stuff. Um, um, I've got no real formal training besides like maybe a short course in PR. And I did one year of design at, um, at like a Technicon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. Like everything else was just pure hustle and passion and just having my eyes wide open to what's happening around me, being inspired by everything around me. And then just kind of like, you know, grabbing the bull by the horns and just trying things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think even the opportunity for you, you know, starting and doing live shows and with a band. Yeah. I think was definitely so, a big step forward. Yeah, massive step. I mean, that was pretty funny in itself because I tried to sing once, like early on, <laughs> like when I was younger. And, uh, you know, it's one thing like being tone deaf. It's another thing being picked out of like handpicked out of a choir because <laughs> you're that false <laughs> you know it's like there's something not right here it's you and you know getting kicked out of a choir you're like okay i definitely cannot sing and so and so when i got given opportunities to have a mic in my hand after like playing the drums you know i people say things to me like dude just stick to drums bro like just you know you know stay in your lane kind of thing and, you know, that's just, I think that's a flaw in humanity where for some reason through people's insecurities, they, they have this inability to see people struggle through to victory. It's like if you do something and it's not like up to whatever standard, ridiculous standards people have, that they try to squash you before you've even given it a real go. And so for me, I was like, man, I don't need to worry about anybody's opinion or anything else because after living a life of like imprisonment, pretty much like I'm free now, man. And I just went for it and I just stepped out, stepped out, stepped out. And then, um, obviously the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. Um, I still don't really think I'm like an amazing singer or anything, but I think I used that opportunity really well, you know, having a mic in my hand, having influence, like spreading a message of positivity and just kind of like impacting people through stepping, stepping out, you know, and that ultimately 
has become my message. So for anybody kind of even listening right now who is maybe second-guessing themselves, it's like, man, there's so many things that I've always wanted to do, but I'm probably going to suck at it and, you know, all of these different things. I really hope that this story would inspire you to kind of just kind of get over that not get over that insecurity but get over that mindset of i'm not good enough or so what if you suck at something you know it's part of it failure is probably um the biggest catalyst to uh, victory and people don't realize that like you can't really lose you can only learn mm. so try try as many things as you can because yeah. only through trying are you going to figure out, man, I'm actually pretty good at this. Who would have thought, you know, or oh, I tried this, I maybe didn't work out. Well, you know what? At least I learned something new about myself. Um, so, yeah, man, and that that's pretty much kind of, you know, been my life. I mean, obviously, there's been a, a whole bunch of different steps in terms of, you know, career and creativity and music and everything else. So, uh, yeah, we can expand on that if you want, but uh, maybe you have some. <laughs> some other questions <laughs> yeah uh i mean even like i checked out the album on itunes we'll talk about this a little bit more um yeah. versus the wolf i mean uncovering faces 2010 i mean yeah do you, Crazy, look, right? do you look at that and just go whoa I can't. yeah i do um i mean yeah it's crazy i mean because i've been chatting to the to the band a lot recently because it's kind of like dudes 10 years have gone by, you know, uh, the album is 10 years old. And, um, and obviously for, for people listening who wouldn't know this, but that album, we pretty much won a South African music award, the Sama award, which is kind of like, I don't know, maybe equivalent to like a Grammy in South Africa, um, for the artwork and packaging and everything else. And, and the only reason I mentioned that is that that was like a significant moment in my life because up until that point, I'd never really called myself like a designer because I didn't have any like professional training or I wasn't like qualified on paper, even though I was like hustling for years and teaching myself and executing, you know, in that field. Uh, only when I kind of like held that award in front of the country as like, this was the best thing in the country at this point, I was like, I think it's okay to call myself a designer, now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And, um, and it's, it's really silly, like, looking back at it now because it's, like, stuff like that we almost need for validation. But the truth is we really don't. Like, the world is a very different place right now. Like, you know, even for myself as a creative director, for any other creatives, you know, who are wanting to work, you know, in the kind of creative field that are thinking, oh, man, I don't have those qualifications and whatnot. Like, just forget about all that, you know. Obviously, I'm not negating education. Um, education is key to your success, but there's so many different ways of learning things. I mean, you said yourself now, I mean, you didn't go for any course on podcasting. You just researched YouTube. You know, there's all these different methods of learning new skills and new crafts. And, and so for me, when I get CVs in my inbox for people wanting to, you know, uh, work at my studio, I don't even look at the qualifications part. I'm like, show me your portfolio. What have you been doing or what have you done? You know? yeah. And if the work is dope, I'm like, cool, let's chat. Yeah. You know? So so having great work is like going to get your foot in the door. The second part of that is just like 
having the right mindset. So I, when it comes to hiring, I look for people who are already doing stuff, you know, who's not like, no, no, I promise, like, I'm a, I'm a fast learner, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I want to know what you have done. Right. You know, what and what are you doing? Yeah. Um, because those are the kind of people, like the self-starters, the, the people who are um, who take a lot of initiative. Those are the people that I want to work with because those are people that don't need to be micromanaged, you know. Those are people right. that just need direction. Right. And that's what I'm there for. You yeah. know, I'm there to creatively direct. I'm not there mm-hmm. to kind of like micromanage or yeah. pick and all of this different stuff. I'm just there to say, man, this is the vision. This is what we're trying to achieve. Like, are you in? You know, because even if the whole industry changes tomorrow and, you know, COVID-19, perfect, you know, uh, a perfect segue, I guess. Um, when things change, like, are you going to be able to adapt, you know, or are you just going to be like so rigid into, oh, that's not my job description or that's not, you know, what I'm here to do. Hey, man, circumstances change all the time. And the people who end up, you know, coming out of that on top are the people that are, are willing to be the most flexible and are willing to adapt. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I learned that for the first time. Like, I thought I knew adapting. Um, taking that plane over to South Africa in my yeah. first year was the hardest adapting that yeah. I've done in my life. I think after I hit that point of the year, I was like, I know what adapting is to a T, and now I know how to do that. I know how to improvise. I know how to how yeah. to live. Like I know how to live, live. Like yeah. coming to first world, going to kind of a third world, and then coming back. You have that really just. There's times where I'm driving, and I I, I I promise you, man, I feel like I'm back on public transportation down in Cape Town, just on the bus heading out <laughs> to you know Blubuch, you know, just trying yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's some Afrikaans for you, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working on. Hey, it it has not gone away, man. Um, yeah. But Adapting is something I think is vital these days for yeah. creatives. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that um, you have to learn on your own. I, it's it's like taking initiative. How do you teach that upon someone? I, I think that's been yeah. something, a big challenge for me. Because I come back here and I'm just like, whoa, people aren't doing nothing. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I don't want to act too wow. aggressively on this, but I'm going to make these moves. Yeah. Just watch. Yeah. I mean, we call yeah. it making waves you know, street wave, yeah. keeping it wavy. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, uh-huh. But it's it's something that I I absolutely agree with you, man, that it's something that I look for in people joining a team with me. You have to have that. Yeah. And you yeah, have yeah. to be passionate about it. And I have to be, exactly, I mean, yeah. I have to be able to feel it. You have to be talking yeah. to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be absolutely. something like that. I'm glad you mentioned um, your studio because I, I want to jump into that realm next, responsive studio. Yeah, yeah um, that's it. How, how did... How did that all come back? Maybe just or, uh, come about. Um, maybe just a little bit of how that was built, and then what you're up yeah, to right now. Yeah. So, um, I mean, long story short, it's kind of like sounds like one of those Google stories. I mean, basically, I was working at another company, and uh, I got approached by these guys, and they were like, "Hey, we've got the startup. You know, it's about like 15 people. It's kind of like this tech company, and we're looking for a creative director." And um, and then initially, like, I wasn't really looking for a job. And so I declined and I said, uh, I'm not really looking for anything right now. Um, but, you know, let's keep in contact and let's keep chatting. And then a couple of months went by. They came back to me. They're like, hey, have you had some time to think about it? And I was like, yeah, I don't feel like the timing is right. And then when they came back 
the third time. And this was interesting because it's coming back to my point again of the whole purpose thing. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, the work that I was doing was really kind of like soul fulfilling in terms of like impacting people through media and all of that. So I was pretty, uh, I was pretty happy, uh, you know, where I was, but at the same time I knew that there was more. And so the third time these guys came to me from responsive, they were like, Hey man, just so you know, we've kind of made a commitment to give like quite a large portion of our turnover, our gross profit into like, you know, this organization that was run by, um, you know, our church at the time. And I was like, that's what I've been waiting to hear. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, the timing was right. And then I was like, cool, let's go. Because again, it was a case of like, man, what is my talents and my gifts going to, you know, Uh, I don't mind making money and, you know, like building a profitable business but there has to be a purpose element. Otherwise it's just like, it's not worth it for me. And so, and so at that time that I joined, which was now, I think four years ago, the entire company was only about 15 people. And then, um, fast forward four years later, the responsive company has actually become a group company Mm. with multiple companies underneath the group. And so, um, when I joined, there was no, it was a tech company and there was no creative department. There was like maybe two guys that were doing a bit of video content. And so my, my, my mandate was to grow that. And so fast forward now, we have a whole separate company underneath the group called Responsive Studio, which is a production company. Wow. Yeah. And so I sit on the board of directors. I'm one of the directors for that company. And then apart from that, we've also got like Responsive Tech, which is like a web application like company that's responsive think which is a strategy consulting and digital marketing company then there is responsive digital um which is essentially our u.s entity which is kind of like based in new york and in brooklyn and there is uh, another company called regal um, which is our entity in amsterdam and then we've got a digital product called flame link which basically is linked to google and that all sits underneath the responsive group. And yeah. I think we're at about somewhere between 45 and 55 people in the group. Wow. Um, and yeah, so I basically focus all my efforts and energy now go straight into responsive studio. So what's happened since then is we've really kind of made waves in the fashion industry. We shoot like tons of fashion campaigns, which is great because most of my team are like super into fashion. Right. Um, fashion, documentary stuff, obviously got corporate stuff as well, anything from design to photography to film to copywriting to commercials, uh, brand forms, yeah. And then we, we work collaboratively sometimes with the other companies to roll out like big digital marketing campaigns or like a big, you know, web bold and we'll kind of like fill in the content pieces and we'll kind of strategize together and then we also do brand consulting as well. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much, uh, what we do. <laughs> and, and what a great location being in Cape town too, man. Just where yeah, man, it's like such a beautiful city. Man. That's the vibe. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and we're in the, like the heart of Woodstock as well, which is super dope. Ooh. Are you in the building with, um, Rosetta? No, no, but very close by. Very close. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. I know where you're at. I know where you're at. I'm, I was really taken away by um, the statement you have on the Instagram, driven by a passion for digital creative expression. And I think yeah. that's brilliant, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Cause it, that actually, we, we, we wrote recently. Um, and we, we kind of like are in the middle of a rebrand at the moment. Okay. Because kind of responsive, uh, the group branding was kind of like just filtered into everything else because it was a very organic growth. And yeah. now we're at a place where each of these companies are like completely autonomous. Yeah. And so I was like, guys, you know, the tech company, Responsive Tech, it's got a completely different target audience. You're doing completely different work, yeah. working with completely different clients. Like we shouldn't look the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and so we are busy with like a rebrand because we've just got so much personality like in our studio and the type of people we engage with, you know. So we really want to, besides executing on work, we actually want to impact culture at the same time. And so, and also provide like work and opportunities for, you know, creatives uh, yeah. in our city and in our yeah. industry. And so we are taking very much that approach. And so you'll notice like on our Instagram now, is you know there's lots of like culture related posts there's you know some work posts some like yeah. tiktok videos the tiktok so tuesdays like, yeah, yeah yeah uh tiktok tuesdays man <laughs> um so there's all different stuff like that you know and yeah. so that all of that is like super intentional and it's and it's basically to align the brand with the people yeah and so that passion aspect again what i was speaking about earlier is just like so crucial for me because yeah man, you can't just be doing something for a paycheck. You've got to be like passionate about it because unless you're passionate, you're not going to get the best work, you know? Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. Let's talk about what you're wearing and what you're also passionate about, my man. Your line, mm. which I need to get a piece, bro. That that <laughs> um that rain jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bro, yeah. I messaged you too. I was like, please, let me, let me see what I can do. <laughs> but then I think about it with my broad shoulders and South African sizing, like... I hated any of the stores yeah, at the mall yeah. that would be carrying stuff because I'm like, well, this I is know, way too cheap, narrow, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but hey. True story, true story. What yeah, was... I mean, most of, most of my stuff is like oversized. Yeah. Um, although the jackets, man, the jackets went so quick. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like they just flew off the shelves. Um, and uh, yeah, so Ferg... Um, so this is an interesting thing. So uh, a little bit of backstory just on the fashion aspect mm -hmm. is um, this is actually my fourth line. Okay. And um, kind of like I think I was always kind of into fashion in a weird way because I kind of grew up with my mom and my sister, my older sister. And so I was always surrounded by them, you know, kind of like messing about with, you know, how they look and whatnot. And, and I had an appreciation for just beauty, like of, of any kind. And, um, and so fashion's always just going to be naturally part of my life. But when I started getting into music, again, like go back to whatever, 2001 or something, um, and I started recognizing that there was this influence building, you know, because I was on the platform, I was not like lead singer of a band and all this stuff. And I was like, man, am I doing enough with this influence and with this platform that I have to speak? Yeah, and so I came up with this concept for a brand called Zeo. I know it, I say a brand, but it was essentially just caps and hoodies and t-shirts, you know. Um, but Zeo in Hebrew means um, forever fervent. Yeah, it's like always striving, like never giving in, you know. And so and 
And I know you so listen. Really... I know you listen to that that's band too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and so that's really become like the life story, right? And so that's mm. why I think it's so important to have these kind of conversations because, like, you know, fast forward twenty years, people see this line and they're like, "Oh, what is it about?" And uh, like, the message hasn't changed like at all. Mm. You know, first brand Zayo, like never giving in, like you know, always striving, always pushing forward. Um, second brand was terrible. <laughs> it was called um, Future Glasses. And it was like, just based on this like analogy that somebody used where um, it was like, man, anything you do today is going to affect like your tomorrow and your future. So look at everything through Future Glasses. I was like, that's such a dope concept. And then I turned it into a br- like another brand like called Future Glasses. And um, the merch was like semi-okay. Name was horrible. Um, so anyway, I like canned that, but I was doing like cool stuff back in the day with like packaging and um, putting t-shirts in metal cans and weird stuff like that, which was pretty like out there for like, you know, way back when, yeah. um, the third brand was called hope is my hero. Mm. It's like, and, and you can see now, like the message hasn't changed, you know, maybe the merch has changed and the merch has gotten a little bit better, like over the years and, you know, my fashion taste has got a little bit better, um, you know, but the message is like the core thing, man. And so anybody who kind of like speaks to me about, you know, Ferg Originals, um, number one, it's like Ferg is based on my surname and it's the first time that I've linked something to like myself. Like it's quite close, you know, it's not spelt the same. So it's kind of like, it's the same, but it's different. Mm. And so that's the whole kind of mindset around the brand. It's like, I don't really think that i'm doing anything wildly original but i'm taking classic pieces like jackets and you know hoodies and just like and reimagining it and pushing it into like a luxury streetwear space you know working with materials like see-through vinyl and like um mesh like i've got this dope like it's called the infinity hoodie where where the zip goes all the way up to the top the whole thing's lined in fur um the whole hoodie is like made out of this like dope like mesh material and so, so when you put any of the garments on, it's like, man, this feels amazing. Right. And so that is a very, very specific thing that I wanted the brand to represent is wanted to represent quality, wanted to make people feel good. And then the main tagline is make moves. Hmm. And again, it's the same message. It's like, man, do not disqualify yourself. Like just go for it. And yeah. so, so anyone who's come into contact, you'll notice on my IG page there isn't a ton of like content around the actual garments but there's tons of content around the messages um, because the message is at the core for me like fashion is the catalyst you know and yeah. i love fashion i love design and i always want to make sure that aesthetically like i'm executing at a high level and i'm pushing myself as hard as i possibly can mm. um but the message is the core and, and and i believe in terms of branding and maybe anybody out there who's kind of like you know, thinking of starting their own brand or, or, or a business or whatever the case may be, like understand that there are a million other brands in this world, you know. So you have to give somebody a reason to buy into your brand. Right. And that's your message. Yeah. Like what do you what do you stand for? Like what is your brand about? You know, what are you trying to achieve? And why should I care about that? You know, and so for me 
the response I've had has been super positive. And I believe it's because people can relate to the message of the underdog, you know, mm. the message of the insecure person, like not wanting to step out and like do something with their life. Um, uh, each each of the seasons has also got like a specific theme to it. So, for example, season one was Ferg is not safe. And so even for me, I've got this like crazy job, which is like hectic pressure. Um, I've got two kids, got a wife, like I, I've got huge responsibilities on my shoulders, but yet I'm somehow finding time to develop an entire fashion range during my lunch breaks late at night, like any gap I can find and just pushing into those spaces because it's something I care about. And so Ferg is not safe really is about like allowing yourself to be pushed into that danger zone of like, mm. man, this might work, this might not work, yeah. but actually I'm going to be brave and I'm going to step out and I'm going to do this thing. Um, season two, the theme was remember who you are. And this is such like an important message because uh, it's a very personal message for myself because um even at the at the age that i am now uh you know the older you get you can very much easily slip into that like mode of complacency mm-hmm. and i was like man i need to remember who i am i need to remember where i came from and what i was able to achieve when my mindset was right and so for people to engage with the brand that was the conversation i was like dude why are you disqualifying yourself man like remember what you're capable of like think about that time where you got a victory in this one thing or think about the last thing that you really crushed you know and and kind of like focus and meditate on those times instead of focusing and meditating on what you cannot do like what can you do what have you done yeah and kind of being be encouraged by those things you know remember who you are and like go out there and like do something yeah Yeah. i feel like a lot of people especially i mean people in general uh comparison especially in the social media realm like so on and so so you you know so all right virgil's doing this all right so then i i have to do this you know what i mean like i i it took me some time to really understand that and to look Mm. past that i'm gonna i'm gonna be guilty of saying that i have been one of those people that were like oh they're doing this now i've got to do a one-up you know what i mean but but then i realized and I learned that the energy that I wasted on trying to catch up with someone, yeah. comparison on just, if I imagine on just taking that energy and putting it into myself, what I could have yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a super great question. And a, a funny, like um, I was chatting to, um, I don't know if you know who John Boy is, He's a tattoo artist. Um, He's uh, from, the, from the States as well. Okay. He's from New York. What, what shop um, does he work at? Uh, bang bang. Okay, okay. Is that with yeah, two yeah. other guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I, he's I, like the kind of celebrity tattoo artist. He's tattooed okay. Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, like all these people. Whoa. He does like very fine kind of tattooing. Okay. okay. Um. Anyway, we were talking about exactly the same thing, and so I'm going to give you the same answer I gave him, and it's really about like the whole thing about comparison. So to get over that is really a thing about authenticity right so what happens is whether you starting a podcast or starting a fashion label or starting a business the natural inclination is to look at like okay who's like crushing it right now you know what are they doing maybe i can do that thing 
you know, and and it's great to be inspired by those guys. But as soon as you make a decision to like mimic anything or try and make your thing look like that or sound like that or be like that, it becomes inauthentic. And like inauthenticity drains you of energy, right? Because the more you try and you're trying to be that thing, you're trying to be that thing, and then something's going to flip at some point and something else is going to be like popping off or trending, then you're like, oh man, now I've got to do all this stuff. I've yeah. just got this right. And now, and the thing is you keep on swaying to and fro, to and fro, and it depletes you of your energy, mm. depletes you of your passion. But if you remain authentic, like it's a longer game, right? So it's going to take you a little bit longer to kind of get that following, to get that traction, because maybe you're not doing what's trending right now, but the people that will buy into your brand and buy into what you are doing, you can do that forever because it's who you are. It's not what you're trying to be. Yeah. So just kind of stay in that groove, you know, and play the long game because even the dudes who are popping off now have been doing stuff for like years and they've just kind of just kept at it, kept refining, kept refining, but yeah. they've kept at it who they are. Yeah. They weren't trying to be anybody else, yeah. right? And so that's really the key to getting over a comparison is just be authentic and be brave enough to be yourself, you know, yeah. because people that will support you now will support you in the long run and that following will just grow and grow and grow over the yeah. years yeah. you can sustain that forever because yeah. when you're authentic and you're doing what you love it gives you energy it gives you passion um, you know as opposed to the other way around yeah and adding another one consistency you got to be on that game like yeah so many people that we sat down with and talked about it they're like yep yep 100% like yep. you have to be consistent on it uh, i want to i want to switch to kind of just kind of the vibe for right now uh during this virus yeah. how have how have you been doing and uh how have you been coping with it yeah um man it's been so interesting um look like there's a there's like a, it affects so many different sort of pockets of life right so uh, so i'll just kind of break it down for you so on a business side um it's affected us really negatively um, because a large portion of what we do in terms of like shooting and fashion shoes and events and, and, and whatever, whatever else we can't do anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's like a, a massive portion of our turnover, just like gone. You yeah. know? Um, so that's been pretty tough to be honest, but what it's done is again, coming back to the whole adaptability thing, flexibility thing. So, yeah. so we're like, okay, well, it is what it is, you know, what are we going to do now? And so we've just pushed into like kind of other areas of business and we're like, okay, cool. Well, what can we do instead of like kind of, you know, crying over spot mold essentially, like what are we still able to do? Yeah. And so as of, you know, today our studio is like flat out busy again, just because we kind of like took the mindset of, okay, cool. We're just going to push into a few other areas That's great. and, and we just going to like, man dig our heels in and go for it yeah. you know and just re reach out do what we need to do and we basically turned the whole narrative around in like two weeks you yeah. know, just by like hustling hard and just saying hey we're not going to be we're not going to roll over and just be defeated by this thing um we're going to be lights on our feet and uh just push forward yeah. you know on the flip side of that um there's been a lot of beauty that has come up something that has been so negative and obviously 
you know, there's a, there's a side where people are really suffering and like my heart really goes out to the families that are, are being affected by, by the virus and people who have like lost loved ones. And it's just like, it's crazy, man. It's yeah. crazy how quickly this thing is spread and, and how it's affecting like the global economy and everything else. And people are losing jobs. Like close friends of mine have, have lost their jobs. Um, and so that part of it is like been, yeah, man, it's been really difficult to sort of just, I guess, I don't know, just witness, you know, yeah. um, just like, to like digest at times just to be like, all right. It's, yeah, man, it, it's, 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 it's super crazy. It's another day um, at home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but then on the flip side of that, just being at home and having everybody just be at home, it's kind of like, I feel like everybody just needed that reset. Yeah. Because just, just before then, like, I just, I don't know, like life just felt too crazy, man. Like yeah. the demand was too high. Uh, you know, I was spending like two, three hours commuting every day, uh, you know, back and forth from work. And that's two and three hours I'm not spending with my kids. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, there was just so much negative or negativity around the way life was even before the virus. And so I felt like just having this time to, to be at home and to just kind of reset, have lots of time to think and reflect about things has been honestly like the best thing. You know? yeah. and, I, and I don't think the world is going to go just click back into the way that it was. I think people are going to realize like, man, I was working way too hard and way too many hours. I wasn't spending enough time with my loved ones, kids, my wife, my husband, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, and so I, I feel like this weird life balance is kind of like, you know, come come back around. Yeah. Um, I mean, having not, you know, having not to be in traffic every day, like I switch off at a certain time, help cook dinner for my family, and I was never able to do that. Like I would get home like maybe like an hour and a half to two hours after, like after seven, half past seven, right about there. And then, you know, get home, see my kid for like 10 minutes and then he's in bed. You know, that's like, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And so now it's like, I just feel like, sure, it's, it's tough to have, you know, business calls and client calls and your, your kids like kind of running around in the background and, uh, you know, whatever else. Um, and there are certain things that are a little bit difficult to, to manage. But there are a lot of good things. You know, you're seeing a lot of creativity come out of people just by kind of being homebound, not right. being so distracted by the kind of allures of life, you know? It's like, I, I, I find like people often will tr just try and go out for an escape because they, they want to deal with the reality of maybe life at home or who they are. And, uh, and so that's where some kind of alcohol comes in, drugs come in, and it's just a form of escapism. And yeah. I think, uh, um, you know, I don't know what it's like in the U.S., but there's been pretty much almost a ban on alcohol and cigarettes and stuff this side. And so oh. it's kind of forced people to to have this kind of sober mentality and just deal with the reality of life. You know, yeah. you can't buy any any fast foods at the moment. No McDonald's, no KFC, no Nando's, no, no fast foods. It's Sheesh. just get your groceries at the supermarket and cook yourself some good old food you know <laughs> and so there's a lot of good that has just come out of all of this as well and so i'm kind of trying to focus mainly on that aspect and focus on what i can learn in this time 
um, connect more with people, even like yourself. You know, it's weird. Like, we, even though we physically disconnected from people, I've connected with more people during quarantine than I was connecting with when I wasn't. Yep, um, I feel so, the same. Yeah, like I said, there's uh, a lot of bad, a lot of terrible things, but there's a lot of good things as well. Yeah, do you got any, um, maybe some um, positive, um, any other positive things you can say to creatives right now just during this time to, to stay up, stay focused? Yeah, man. Um, so for the guys that are maybe battling with business um, and are speaking to all sorts of people now, man, I know that retail is being hit like really hard. I know like people in the model industry, acting industry, can't go to castings, you can't shoot. Uh, photographers, videographers, all these dudes that can't make content um, in the normal way. What I would say to you is start like exploring other avenues of content creation, other avenues of connecting. And you know, the funny thing with creativity, creativity at, at its core is actually problem solving. Mm. And so, so how do you get into being more creative? You mm. get to solve more problems. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is if you get presented with problems. And so problems don't have to be a negative thing right now. We've got a huge problem now. It's called the coronavirus, you know, COVID-19. <laughs> right. So take that problem and use it as an opportunity to get creative. Yeah. You know, and, and you'll be surprised, like, if you dig deep, what you are actually capable of. Man, you can do pretty much anything with your cell phone nowadays. Um, like, I edited, like, a music video for a dude. It was just on the fly. I was like... He showed me this clip. He was going to release something, and he and he sent it to me. He's like, "Dude, I'm going to release this video." I was like, "Bro, it's such a dope like freestyle. Just just send it to me. I, I need to mess with this. It needs to be better." Right. And he's like, "Oh, but I, I want to release it today." I'm like, "Dude, send it to me." And so in my lunch break, downloaded his video, and I just messed with it like on my phone, put some effects on, chopped it up sent it back to him he got a huge response like oh, when he released it it was like so went awesome. nuts yeah and um and that's what i'm talking about do you know what i mean it's like find different ways like so what who cares if i didn't edit in premiere on my macbook you know people don't know that they're yeah. just like oh this is a dope piece of content so i think it's like having an egoless approach to how you create right now is the key yeah. like humility is the key you know you've taken away my whatever canon 1dx or you know <laughs> then let me shoot it with my phone you know i saw the other day somebody did a photo shoot over a zoom call so what they did was they had they had the model like in the bedroom or whatever and then and then she would direct the model okay cool why don't you try this why don't you stand like this and every time she did a pose she would screenshot it and so she did an entire shoot via a zoom call and screenshots and then some of the shots she took a camera and shot the model on the screen of her yeah. computer that's incredible and the shot, and the shot was dope. like yeah and i was like man that is amazing so yeah so for creators out there i think that's an incredible opportunity right now for you to seriously flex your creative muscles you know and uh, uh and on top of that so that's the one thing that's the creating thing the other thing is use this time to connect with as many people as you possibly can 
because you'll be surprised like how many other people are sitting with ideas and all you need is like that one conversation just to spark something it's like oh man i was thinking about that same thing or yeah then we can do this and then we can do that and i think the more people can pull together in this time the better it's going to be for the entire industry and oh, yeah. for individuals to get out of this kind of like negative state or the state of like being defeated like connect with people help your brother out if you can see he's like really being negatively affected or if he's lost his job or been laid off or whatever like connect with those people you know encourage them like yeah. spur them on you know because yeah. the more we can do that for each other yeah. the better it's going to be for everybody in the long run definitely definitely all right so yeah. last part of the podcast you ready for some advice time here we go yes. man three ingredients what would you say are three ingredients that make a great leader these days Humility is the first one. Um, being like being in, in a position where you can elevate somebody above yourself, because mm. ultimately that is leadership. Right? Leadership isn't being like the guy all the time. Leadership is about maybe exploring all the avenues before those that are following you, mm. and kind of filtering out all the stuff that could maybe harm or you know, uh, take that person off track and say, hey, man, now it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Like, do this and this and this, direct them, help them, guide them, mentor them. But it takes humility. Like, a leader that doesn't have humility or that has a problem with pride will only let people under him grow to a certain, like, point. As soon as that person gets a little bit better than them or maybe starts getting more attention to them, they'll kind of like push them back down and be like, no, 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 you rather do this, you rather do that. But a really great leader will allow people, will push people above even themselves um, in order for that person um, to grow and to be all that they can be. And also what I would say is, um, is that a leader should be able to say to a person when to leave them in order for that person to go to the next level, even mm. if it like negatively affects um, what that particular leader was doing. So, so yeah. for example, if I've got like somebody working for me and I feel like they've really like reached their capacity or, or, or they kind of like, you know, hitting the ceiling because there's just no more mm. other room in the company, or I just feel like they've got way more potential to do greater things. Like, I, it's happened a few times where I've actually sat people down and be like, hey, listen, I don't think this is for you anymore. Like, I think if you're really honest with yourself, this, these are the things that you really want to do. Yeah. And my advice to you is like, go for it. I'm cheering you on. You know, I'm happy for you. Yeah. I'll release you with joy because yeah. ultimately a leader is like, besides the position that they hold, a leader is passionate about the people who are under their care mm. and wants to see the best for them. Right. So humil- humility is like a massive one. Um, other traits for leaders is um, not being selfish with your experience. And so often leaders would usually be like the older people in the room, not always, but often. And so what people can really benefit from leaders is the fact that they've had all of these different experiences that they've gone through and especially the failures. The failures are so important because the more you can share about your shortcomings, the more other people don't need to go through those same things Mm. in order to get where they need to get to. 
So I think be be free and open and uh, just be open with like your experience, with your skills, with your knowledge, um, because if you can benefit somebody's life and help them to be elevated to that next level, then that's like amazing. Yeah. So there's humility, there's not being selfish with your experience and your knowledge. And the third thing is just be like consistent, you know, mm. don't be like only wanting to rub shoulders with the people of influence or the yeah. people who can give you something. You yeah. know, I think, um, I think if you can develop a culture of honor, like real honor, where you treat the intern the same way you treat your co-director or your co-founder, you treat people like human beings, um, I think you will, on the flip side of that, get a lot more loyalty from people and trust from your team and um, buy-in when you actually go into places or try and lead them into places where it's unfamiliar territory. Mm. If they know, man, hey, this guy's solid like all the way through like he's you know his integrity is in check his character is in check like then you don't have to force respect you don't have to force trust you don't have to force loyalty just be the type of person that you're expecting your team to be 100 percent. yeah yeah one word that describes you brother wow (laughs) um jeez that's actually really tough um Oh, I've got it. Okay. Grateful. 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 I like that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm super, super grateful, man. Like, yeah. If I look at any any aspect of my life, I just know that if I carried on with the trajectory I was on when I was younger, I would just not be at all the person that I am today. So I'm super, super grateful. And any which way that I can uh, give back, uh, man, I, I'm up for it. Hell yeah. Where can listeners check you out, man, and what's going on in your life? Cool. So I think probably the, the place I'm most active is Instagram. Okay. So that's just Rash underscore Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, same handle on Twitter. Uh, you can check out Ferg underscore Originals. That's yeah. F-U-R-R-G, Ferg underscore Originals. Uh, what else is there? And then uh, Responsive Studio. But uh, all of those handles are on my Instagram on handle yours. as well. Yeah, yeah, man. And then um, I'm also working on some other stuff at the moment uh, as well. I'm going to be launching a new kind of personal website. So some new ventures that I'm hoping to get into uh, in 2020. That's uh, years not done yet. Nope. Is, um, I'm actually going to be starting starting like a podcast as well. Okay. Um, it's going to be more based on like kind of uh, leadership and sort of advice for creatives, like very much like similar conversations like we're having right now. Um, but that ties very closely into kind of like what I'm doing with the fashion label and then also some like brand consulting and uh, I'm going to be developing some courses that could hopefully help people like how to start a fashion line, um, how to build a brand, you know, all of those kind of things. But um, yeah, I'll probably pop those on my IG when, when the time is right. Man. But um, I'm pushing, man. Yeah. And then season three for Fergus Originals yes. uh, this year I'm working on. Um, and I'll give you a little uh, a sneak preview. Like the theme for season three is called the spaces between. Mm. And so what that really means is that again, like people often have this excuse: "Ah, oh, I don't have time. I want to do this, but I don't have time." 
And for me, I'm just like, man, I've heard that so many times. And I'm just like, you don't have time, but you like watching the entire box set of Game of Thrones. You know, you like binge watching like all of the stuff and you're on social media and you're doing all of the stuff, but you don't have time to, to actually pursue your dreams. And so, and so for me, trying to be a, like a, a front runner, like, man, I've got so much happening in my life, but I'm, I'm capitalizing on the spaces between, you know, I'm building this fashion brand in my lunch breaks late at night, like in the mornings, like wherever I can find a space, I'm going to be obsessively passionate about building things and creating things and making the dreams happen. So that's what's coming up for Fergal Originals. Man, I'm excited for you, man. I just want to let you know how uh, inspiring you've been in this moment for me. And I, and I really hope the listeners get that as well, man. And I know they will. I know they will. Um, listeners, you know where to check us out on Instagram, Streetwave, S-T-R-E-E-T-W-A-V-E, two V's in that. And then we're also on 10 different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, please become a subscriber, and eight other ones like Anchor, Google um, Podcasts, and a couple other ones. Um, man, I really appreciate your time, Rash. Um, yeah, it's you. crazy. It's great to have um, The first Zoom podcast for, for Streetwave. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing it via phone so man I, I thank you for your time i know it's late on your side um i'll let you get back to um say hello to the friends the family um i'm yeah. happy for you man yes. you seem like you are in a very good spot in life and thank you for being such an inspiration for me i needed it yeah thank you so much man awesome man, anytime uh we'll stay in touch um cool two weeks from now bro we'll be dropping yeah take it easy brother. later man thanks man yeah cheers 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 Bye-bye. Thank you.